Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Hello, hello. I have a special guest on today. He is tuning in from Bali. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. This is is David Joseph, and I'm super excited to talk to you today. If you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself. That's awesome. Thanks for having me as well, Monica. I really enjoy our chat the other day. And yeah, my. Well, my background is actually, I've been in the health and fitness industry pretty much my whole career. And it sort of started out as a fitness thing to start with, where I really was a personal trainer. I was really focused on more of an aesthetic sort of look at everything to do with weight loss and building muscle and all that. And I really sort of broke my body down with too many pre-workouts and coffee and burning the candle at both ends, working very hard and losing my health in a way and i've spent the last i would say decade retuning everything that i even knew about health and focusing on that as the first thing and building my health back and yeah it's taken me into different realms of the coaching spectrum from fasting to mindset coaching to mobility all the different types of sort of health subjects around that and basing it sort of more essentially around fasting it sort of started for me around seven years ago six to seven years ago where I started reading about it and I was always quite interested in it and it's sort of one thing led to the next and before I knew it I was sort of intermittent fasting almost every day and then I was doing three day fasts actually once a month quite often not all the time but I would just get drawn to doing these fasts and the health and cognitive benefits that I get were just amazing. What was the main reason for fasting? Was it weight related or just overall, like you said, rebuilding your body after breaking it down with so many pre-workouts and hardcore workouts? It was actually a health thing. So I think I came across some material that I was reading and researching on the cognitive enhancement you know, that you get from actually being in ketosis. So the main reason I looked at fasting was actually I started looking into ketosis and ketone production. And at that time, the keto diet wasn't even a thing, really. It was sort of very a very new thing. And I had been doing that years earlier. And I, you know, when I was bodybuilding, actually, as I did six shows, I think I told you the other day, yeah. uh, I did one and a half years from 18 to 21, I was I, I was on the road all over New Zealand. That's where I grew up and doing bodybuilding shows, athletic under 21 age group. And I learned from my Russian coach that the best way to get lean, because that was really my goal to start with. I wanted to be ripped and I wanted to stay ripped and really lean. And I was able to maintain a very low body fat percentage around five to 7% for my shows. And I got there through doing a ketogenic diet approach and I found when I researched, and this is years later, this is really what sparked my interest in it is that you get into ketosis quicker just by fasting. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, 
got to be a connection here. So I started digging even further and I started looking at a lot of the work on autophagy. And this mm. is where the health component fit in really quite a lot. And I sort of started seeing how we have this amazing mechanism within our body that just recycles and cleanses all the all the bad cells and anything bad in our body through this thing autophagy. So I sort of like went, yeah, to start with, it was actually more of a fat loss, I would say, aspect of it. And then it sort of went straight into health. So yeah, it's I, interesting. You know, I love that because I think I told you the other day that like a lot of my guests on my podcast that I've interviewed are people that lost like an immense amount of weight, like, you know, over 50, 100 pounds. And, you know, you had a little bit of just fat loss, you know, to get ready for a show. But I love that people, young people like yourself that don't really need to lose like a lot of weight or anything, they're getting into the fasting field because of the all these other amazing benefits. Like you said, autophagy, like who doesn't need to clean our body, you know, prevent cancer and just mentally just feel amazing mentally. When I do those three-day fasts, like I am like on another high, like I feel so good. And people that have never gone longer than like two days without eating, like they will never understand because they think it's like torture and it's not, it's just, it's like another level of healing. And gosh, I wish I found it sooner but it's never too late right <laughs> to, yeah to find it but so tell me like what benefits have you seen personally in your body with fasting so for me it really like became quite apparent very quickly that it was more than just you know looking good and feeling good my energy levels would be through the roof when I was really paying attention to how I felt when I was fasting versus when I was just eating willy-nilly. And I really also would see massive changes in my cognition. So I was just sharper. I was more clear. I actually felt better and I really had a much happier day in general. Like My happiness started to increase actually because I was really noticing it and it was subtle at first, but it wasn't until I actually stopped I had a group of friends that would go out for breakfast and I obviously as I started fasting, that became less and less. So I'd go out and just have a coffee, but then I'd realize, look, I'm not even vibing with this sort of, you know, thing in the morning anymore. And I noticed as when I went back to eating breakfast, how my how incredible my energy was when I wasn't eating breakfast. So I was just starting to pay attention more to my, cognition my energy my overall energy was just through the roof and I just noticed my inflammation levels would just be so low so I would reduce belly fat my ankles my joints would just feel better and it really helped me with what I was doing because you know as a coach I'm really paying attention to my flexibility my mobility how my body is feeling day to day through my training so I think those are the three main things the inflammation the energy levels, the cognition, and also the fat loss. You just feel amazing. So, yeah, there's just too many good things that I was getting from it. And I would notice actually more when I stopped it because the first year I started fasting, and this happens to a lot of people, is that because you're breaking such a deep pattern of Mm -hmm. behavior and it's such a sort of, I wouldn't say taboo subject, but something that's not really talked about a lot and it's been around for the 
you know, you can go take it back so far. It's, it's a historical thing we've all done and our ancestors have done it. And when you start looking at that, you start seeing, well, there's a process that you go through as you start doing this, going through this journey. But I noticed that when I would go back to eating normally, it just wouldn't fit with me anymore. And I noticed a lot of my health dramas would come back when I started just eating all day like normal. So yeah, it's really subtle, but it was very interesting to note for me, the main thing I do even to this day is actually cognition, my health, my mental health, to be honest. So, so what do you follow any particular protocol? Like what is your typical like day or like a week? Do you do like intermittent fasting? Do you throw in like a longer fast every so often? Because I know you train a lot. You'll do a lot of mobility training. And I want to talk about that too. But like, yeah. how do you fit in fasting and your current like eating habits at the moment? Like, how do you fit in it? That's a good question. Because I travel so much. I intermittent fast. I'm a massive believer of the 16-8. Just a real easy start to this. And I literally just don't eat in the AM. So my whole philosophy is don't eat in the AM, just eat in the PM. So I won't eat until after lunch and I usually move in the morning. I'm very active in the morning and I get most of my work done in the morning. And then after that, I will eat. And typically at the moment, I'm eating at the start of my, when I break fast is usually around 1 p.m. And then I'll have an early dinner and that's it. But when I'm on my really perfect schedule, I actually have a smaller window where I'll probably eat between sort of 2 p.m and 6 p.m. But there's a sliding scale and I actually have, as long as it's just after 12 and then I'm not eating too late, for me, my body, it works so well. But I notice that if I really want ultra cognition enhancement, I find that if I can eat over even shorter window, that even works better. But I actually love to fast for three days every month and that would be where I would have no food, I would have different certain liquids and different drinks that support the autophagy and all the benefits you get from fasting, the HGH, all of the stem cells. There's so many cool drinks that you can have that don't knock you out. Like what kind of drinks? Fast. What kind of drinks do you like other than I, water? What do you what do you have when you do your your three day fast? When I do my three day fast, I used to actually use a salt called beta hydroxybutyrate, which is a salt found in coconuts, mm -hmm. but that's one of many things that you can do. I love to have teas, so different teas like green tea or herbal teas are so good because it's just something to do. It's really a good habit to get into, but other times and lately I've actually just been using water and just being really basic with it, just like it's just water. And I think once you get used to it, it becomes very easy to do because it's, I think fasting is really, for me, quite a mental thing. You know, your body, your brain will try and tell you that you're hungry or starving and it's not really <laughs> the case. <laughs> yeah. More like a state of, you know, a lot of stuff comes up. And that's why I love fasting because you can really do a lot of healing work. And a lot of these things happen over the longer fast. But for me, when I started it, it was really, I would just use those sort of protocols. I just sometimes have coffee as well if I really needed to be doing things through the three days because sometimes you can't have three days clear where you can't, you know, where you're not working or, you know, you're at a resort or a retreat. That's like yeah. an absolute luxury. But for most of us, we might be needing to get some work done. And for me, like just a black coffee with no 
no sugar, no additives, nothing in that is also what I would use. Sometimes I would do something called a fat fast where I'd have bulletproof coffee in the morning. And that technically is, you know, some scientists would say that that knocks you out. But I've found doing a three-day fast and just having these bulletproof coffees in the morning were just absolute magic. I don't know what the mm-hmm. ins and outs of it is, but I really got some amazing results doing that too. But yeah, the perfect one for me is just using the herbal teas and some water and then just getting in the right environments. I would journal a lot and get a lot of like more spiritual things. I have more spiritual time away from tech. And yeah, I actually, now that I talk about it, it's funny because I haven't done one in the last three months. So I'm due for one. And when I'm on my best routine, I'm doing it over the full moon, the day before, the day of, the day after. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, let me know when you want to do the next one because I'll do it with you. I do at yep. least once a month, I do a three-day fast at least. And okay. I, I just kind of do that as a maintenance thing, kind of just to keep my body at the optimal <laughs> health. And also like I use it too. If I come back from like a vacation, from a holiday, I always jump into like a three-day fast because I usually probably eaten not such a good foods, like high carb and stuff. So that helps yeah. me just kind of get back into like ketosis and just yeah. not have those cravings. Curious, like what is your current diet? Like, do you follow any particular diet? I grew up on a farm in New Zealand and mum and dad, we would eat meat. We would have all the foods. So it was sort of like just natural foods. And that's a lot of dairy though. And a lot of the times through my teenage years, I would be very sick in terms of I know now looking back what it was, but lately, in the last seven years, I've literally just gone fully plant-based. So I wouldn't say I'm 100% vegan, but I've knocked all the red meats out of my diet. And this is a personal thing because I was traveling and also my body just really would reject it. I just stopped desiring it. And actually, it's been one of the most amazing processes to actually go and do a fasting. So, you know, start fasting, but at the same time, stop eating really dense foods. And I started researching a lot on the nutritional side of it, but I see a lot of different aspects of it. So the nutrition subject is such a touchy one because everyone's got their own way and no one can ever say this way is the absolute best but for me i found that actually going plant-based and i'm actually vegetarian at the moment so i'm a big fan of eggs for some reason my body loves them but i'm also very careful where i source them from but i've found incredible results with just taking the fle- the meat out of the diet and are you, are you showing say- your are you showing your guns over there i see you pulling your no, shirt up it's, it's, you- it's like 30 it's 30 degrees <laughs> are, you about to, are you about to take your shirt off <laughs> no, no, no. take it off that's fine take it <laughs> off <laughs> yeah. it's really hot here though usually when i'm training you'll see the gym just out the back there oh yeah it's that's nice too, outdoor yeah, it's too hot to have shirt, t-shirts and stuff on. It's like I've interviewed people that are carnivores and vegans. And do you know, at the end of the day, you have to do what feels good to your body. Yeah. You know, it's like try different different foods and different things that make yeah. you feel good. Like there isn't one right or wrong. It's really what works for you. And yeah. 
And that's kind of, I'm, op- I'm open to all, you know, as long as you're not eating junk vegan or junk that's carnivore it. or whatever, like I'm good. Like if you're actually eating plant-based whole foods, like go for it. Yeah, that's so true. For me, I forgot to even say the biggest thing with the nutrition is you've got to eliminate all the toxicity in the food. So whatever you're doing, the first approach is to eliminate all poison, all the additives, preservatives, mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners, all of these things that can really screw with the metabolism. And I've found with over the you know last 15, I, I think 17 years I've been doing this sort of work in health and fitness and learning just through my own mistakes, really, mm-hmm. that the biggest thing that's going to disrupt our body and our metabolism is toxicity. And if that overloads in the system, then we're really in big trouble. But if we can eat foods that our body can break down, then we're, we're winning to start with. But eating high vibrational foods and the highest vibrational foods carry all the photonic light into our system. And it just fuels our body in such an amazing way. So there's just, and there's a really good way to do, you know, to do it by just really paying attention to what you're buying and putting in your cupboards and making sure that if it is in a packet, what ingredients are also in there and just re- really mm-hmm. researching, you know, because I've found that the, the best diet is the most simple and the most simple diet is the one that's really going to really gonna help the body to heal. Because for me, it's now, it's all about healing. It's getting the system functioning at its optimal. And the only way that that can happen is if there's no pollutants in the food in the water that we drink, all of these things have to be really paid attention to even before looking at carbs, proteins, fats. The first thing is, can the body break it down? Because when we eat food, the stomach, its first job is to break the food down. And unfortunately, preservatives, that's what they their job is, is to prevent food from being broken down. So we have to be really careful right at the start because, yeah, these things can be really quite an unknown problem that people may not ever get to know or be conscious of certain little things like a diet coke or something like that you know that's a chemical absolute concoction that will inflame the system to knowing you know lots of these little things even chewing gum you know a lot of these things i look at yeah because the artificial sweeteners in the gum and alcohol sugars erythritol yeah what about alcohol Oh, that's such a Can we question. talk about that? Yeah, yeah cause, you know, I worked on a cruise line actually as a personal trainer. I went through a time when I was younger where I would, after work, three or four times a week, you'd take $10 down to the crew bar and you could drink whatever you want and no problem. But you just, yeah, alcohol is really one of the worst things you could ever put into your system. It really pollutes the system. And then all the other additives put into it. But unfortunately, alcohol does nothing good for the body. It kills brain cells. It lowers the vibrational frequency of the body. So it's actually something that we've got to be very careful with. And, you know, whether you have a glass of wine with dinner, I would never, or, you know, you're someone that drinks heavily in the weekends. We have to be so careful because these can be the things you might be so good with your diet through the week and you should, you might be so good with how you you know, you do everything with your food and your water intake and all that. But if you're doing a Saturday night and you were pushing it way too far, then you're undoing all the good work you've done because it's such a toxic thing to do. And if you look at the origins of alcohol, there's nothing good that comes of it. And spirits, you know, spirits yeah. even worse, you know, like a lot of these things are 
going to really take you off path. But yeah, alcohol is something that it's unfortunately, it's something that it's hiding a deeper issue. And this is why fasting is so good because you can bring up these issues that we all have and alcohol is sometimes something that's going to suppress or numb the pain. But if we, until we actually deal with these issues and really yes. give, send some love into them and really understand that they're firstly there, know that they're, they're there and then do everything we can to rectify the situation. We can overcome the desire and addiction to alcohol, but alcohol is a very bad substance for a human body. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, so it's, well said. And, you know, now, like, more and more I'm seeing, like, how being sober is the new cool. I love it. Like, I love seeing that, like, throughout mm -hmm. Instagram and online. And yeah. I haven't drank in a couple, couple of months. And I have previously quit drinking during COVID for, like, eight months. And I've never felt better. And, you know, at the end of the day, yes, alcohol is so socialized. It is literally ingrained in our subconscious mind that it is okay. Yeah. And if we don't drink, there's something wrong with us. But you're right. It is a poison. If it wasn't sweetened with so much sugar and so many additives, our body would automatically throw up because yeah, it's it is so true. ethanol. Yeah. So I take it you don't yeah. drink at all. No, nah. nah, I did the same. I actually had a friend and it was more peer pressure. This is the thing when you do it is it's quite a social, because it's so social, you've got so mm -hmm. much social pressure to do it. And a lot of people only do it because of the social part of it. But it's really, yeah, for me, I stopped. I've sort of not really been drinking for over a year now, one and a half years, and actually three years, I should say. But there's been a couple of times when I've gone back to test the waters and had my just the next day of being like, no way, mm. no way. And it's only been really like a glass of wine or two, and yeah. the next day I'm, I'm paying for it. So my body's really just not having any of that anymore and i feel so incredible like for me i value my next day and the morning so much now mm -hmm. and if you really look at it yeah like you said it's such a poison and if you go back to the first time you drink anything you throw up you know it's an absolute poison for the system and there's nothing good that comes of it nothing yeah not one and and I love what you said about, you know, alcohol becoming like that comfort. You come home from work, you had a rough day, let me pop a bottle of wine and just forget about your worries. But it's numbing. And the next thing you know, you're addicted to it. And you're like, what? Is there something wrong with me? And I'm yeah. actually having a glass of kombucha right now. I love drinking kombucha and a glass of wine. I was showing it to you later. But I had to get out of that habit too, because it was getting every Friday, I would come home from work, you know, long day. And the first thing you think of is just sitting on that couch and having a couple yeah. glasses of wine. And I just, I had to get away from it because I didn't, you know, when your body gets so clean, you've been fasting for a while. And when your body functions at its optimal and you put alcohol in your body, it is so much harder to detox it. I don't know if it's just because you get so healthy and then you you really realize how bad you feel the next day. But I just couldn't like the hangovers the next day. I could not deal with them. It was absolute hell for me. Or maybe the age too. I don't know. All of it together. 
No, it is so true. When the cleaner and more alkaline your body is, more alkalinic in terms of balance, because our body has to maintain a very, very delicate balance in the pH scale. And because our body's at the molecular level, we're 99% water, we're like an aquarium. And if that balance gets thrown out, typically what throws it out is caffeine, alcohol, too much of these things throw it too acidic. And then mm. when that balance gets out, that's when all the problems start to develop, you know, and we've all got genetic weaknesses and a lot of the acids, they will sit where we're genetically weak. So it could be blood pressure and the fat cells and the, you know, any area of the body, the joints. And then all of a sudden, if that stays out of balance, then these acids really cause a massive problem over time. But if you do the work to get the body really in balance in check and get it into the balance point, then when you do poison it again, i.e. going out and having alcohol again or getting a bottle of wine, you really pay for it and you notice yeah. the difference. It's because when, you, when yeah. your vibration is really light and high, then when you do have something that suppresses it, you definitely feel it straight away. And it's a lot of people, like when you do a three-day fast, there's another very important aspect of fasting, which is how do you break your fast and go back into the eating, you know, teaching your body to eat again. And a lot of that can be, you know, I've learned myself through having a three-day fast and then eating toxic foods or foods that are definitely not my first go-to foods and my body paying for it again. And you sort of undo all the hard work you've done you know, yeah. from three days of fasting, the breakfast, the breaking the fast is just super important as well. So yeah, yeah it's, there's it's, so it's as important or if not more important than the fast itself, because when you break the yeah. fast, the autophagy and the stem cell production still continues as you're feeding your body with good nutrients. So yes, it's very, I mean, if you give your body alcohol and you reintroduce the bad bacteria back into your GI system, or you eat junk food, you're going to have more of the bad bacteria than the good. So yes, I think it's very, you're, you're right. That's, it's so important yeah. to introduce the proper foods back to your body when you've kind of cleaned it out, you have decreased the amount of good and bad bacteria. So then you don't want to put more of the bad bacteria back into your gut and then have yeah. a gut dysbiosis and feel a lot worse than you did before the fast, <laughs> really. Yeah, so true. So well yeah. said. It's where a lot of stuff metaphysically starts to come up as well because when you fast, all of the bad habits are coming into your field, your thought field. And this is why when someone does a fast, usually after the first day, the 24th hour, when they're used to having their breakfast at 8 a.m. or whatever time that is, the unconscious goes, hang on, there's something different here. I don't like this. And that's when the thoughts can come up and then the mind will go, oh, I'm not feeling this is not normal. So <laughs> the body will attach to something that it can recognize and that's familiar. But unfortunately, yeah, that's the stuff that you're trying to overcome in fasting. This is where it goes into the real subjects that I love talking about, which is the actual the inner work that's done when you actually fast. You're doing so much more than just losing weight. You're doing sort of inner alchemy and really removing older aspects of you know, who you were, who you... Emotions you know, and everything else. Yeah, it's like a full-blown reset. It's like putting a reset button on your entire system. It's just amazing. Yeah, but you really start to see the things that you are unconsciously addicted to when they come up through the fast. And then also when you do break your fast again, 
and observe how you behave and what you want to eat. And yeah, these things can give us all the answers to what we need to focus on. Oh, so it's absolutely. such beautiful. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, I want to talk more about fasting too, because I love your perspective on it too, just from someone that's generally healthy and using it as, you know, we talked about longevity and anti-aging and all the, all the other benefits. But I do want to, I don't want to forget about like, how did you end up in Bali? I don't know if I know that story. Like, tell me a little bit about like what brought you to Bali. What are you doing there? It's funny because the last, I would say six, seven years, I've actually started coming here and just fell in love with it. And I'd literally, because I had with what I did for work, I really was online and I had time to actually come here. And I just, for some reason, this place has always attracted me there and for all sorts of different reasons but yeah I literally love the tropics I love the heat and I love aspects of Bali that just really like bring a more sort of I would say spiritual side of me out <laughs> and okay. I've really I've had a much a huge U-turn in my world because from actually fasting it's all happened I've really just not felt like I've needed tons of material things in my life like I was, you know, going to be living in Australia and I had a car and I was getting, I was having plans to make a house and everything. But I think the last three years with what's happened in the world, I've sort of decided that I want to be a lot more, just live a lot lighter. So I've literally just, I've got two suitcases and I just travel and I work online. I've actually been, I've been very fortunate. I've had a business in the past where I've, had I've been able to take the last three years off and actually do the inner work and I've gone through a lot of stuff that I thought I wanted and let a lot of that go in the last three years and I've literally just only the last four weeks turned my social media back on and I'm wanting to you know come back into everything with new eyes on a new perspective on life and a lot of these things have happened since I've been here because it's like definitely not a Western country. So a lot of how but the Balinese live is very different, but also very beautiful too. And it's not a, it's a different type of rat race, I would say, but it's a very interesting, very cool place. It's beautiful. Um, so how long have you been? How long have you been in Bali? I've been here since October last year and I usually come and go. So I'm not here full time, but I'm going to head back to New Zealand. I haven't actually been back in the last four or five years because that's where I'm from. So yeah. I'll see family there and then I'll most likely come back to either here or Thailand, depending on how things go. But I absolutely love the way that the life is over here. It's just very laid back and way more in touch with, yeah, I'm able to just get in touch with the parts of me that I really just want to move and I've been learning a lot about myself here actually I've really been actually training very hard I'm at a gym here where they focus more on gymnastics and more I would say a mobility and prehabilitation approach so Mm -hmm. a lot of the work that I'm doing now is very much just getting the mobility back into my body so I'm literally practicing back bends and things that I never thought I would do. And I've literally healed my entire body, my neck, my shoulder. I had massive injuries where I was being told by specialists that I would need hydrocortisone and very much surgery almost in my shoulders and my neck. Is that from like wear and tear or from like previous like bodybuilding or what is that from? 
it's definitely from when I was in my 20s, being the trainer that said to everyone, I didn't need to stretch and warm up and mm. a lifestyle of too much coffee, just too much. <laughs> I got burning the candle at both ends. So I'd work mm. very hard. I'd party in the weekends. I was traveling. I was still health conscious, but I was definitely not in the right way. It wasn't, it was a very sort of mainstream look at everything but it's literally undoing all the things i've done like lifting too heavy lifting too much weight and not doing it properly you know like a lot of that really led to this yeah so i've found that i've just got i'm learning so much about how to make the body functional and heal it on every level not just physically but you know spiritually as well because i'm not here partying i'm here literally finding myself and and learning how to use and operate these bodies so that they can last through to an old age and be, you know, still as healthy and energetic as, you know, when I was 20. But I'm literally, I've gotten rid of a shoulder, neck, mobility issue. I've got the splits now and I've never been wow. able to do that. Years ago, I couldn't even touch my toes. So, you know, actually, awesome. folks, yeah, it's just incredible how, the body changes when you feed it the right things. But I've found yeah. that fasting and actually this type of training is actually unlocking my body and my mind at the same time because so, I'm realizing things are so accessible. And for a guy, I was like, I can never touch my toes. And wow. instead of that, I'm like, I'm doing the splits now. It's not a perfect split, but I've got the front splits. I'm, I'm now going for the side splits and I can back bend. I can handstand for one and a half minutes. So I can do things that I never, ever would have thought in a million years I'd be able to do. So, so, how, yeah, so well, of, how did you get into mobility? And like, is it all that you do? Do you still lift any weights or is it all body weight? I all just do body weight. So I do do weights, but it's more weighted pull-ups, weighted sled pulls. <laughs> I do things that mechanically activate the smaller rotational and mobility muscles. So there are a lot of different muscles in our body and our body is definitely not linear and mechanical, but in the mainstream sense, we've been taught so much about lifting, just pressing, pulling and very mechanical yeah. movements. Even in the yoga scene, a lot of it's quite mechanical and we are rotational. Our bodies and muscles are designed to move in all directions. And literally, I am all about the belief that now that I've done this, that our system can be completely healed. It doesn't matter where you are. And the younger you are, the easier this is to do. But it's all about mobility for me. It's all about removing aberration from all the joints. So if a joint is sore, it's because it's aberrant. It means it doesn't work in a certain range or angle. Mm. And there are things that you can do with mobility training to literally strengthen the neck or the shoulders or the spine to get stronger in that range. So you just take it to the point where you're feeling it and it's, oh, it's a bit sore. And if you're doing the right breath work and the right muscle contraction, you can literally increase the range slowly in the joint and return it to health. As wow. long as you're doing the right things with fasting and with the nutrition, getting the right nutrients into the system, so you're feeding the cells everything it needs, and then so mind also- that is so mind blowing to me because coming from like the bodybuilding <laughs> world, just like yourself, like I've always mm. been taught to you know lift heavy, 
you know, upper yeah. lower body, but you're right. Like it's the little muscles, the ligaments, the tendons that support yeah. all those other muscles that we never utilize. And they probably do weaken because we don't yeah. nourish them. And so, oh my gosh, like I need That's to talk it, yeah. to you about it. Your videos on like, by the way, you look super fit. Like your videos on your Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't even like do that. Like my body is, I feel like it's so stiff, like from yeah. lifting weights for like the last 20, probably 20 years, honestly. I've been, honestly, that's me. I was there and I think it's just me going through so much pain through lifting and realizing wow. the first thing that we need to get right is our structure. It's like the wise man will always build his house not on sand it's always on a firm structure and it's like our body from all our joints our ankles knees hips spine and this is all interrelated because as you unlock the range in your hips you also yes. do it in the knee in the ankles the elbows the wrists and what happens is it becomes a, an emotional journey too because you get all these emotions that come up mm -hmm. as you heal and these emotions start to be released as well the ones that aren't empowering and it's just incredible how the body just like actually unlocks, not just, you know, fa this is why fasting for me is so much more than just the food. Yeah. So it's like literally I work out without any food in my stomachs the 6 p.m. the night before. I will exercise doing mobility, not hit training or anything, but I will be moving from sort of like 8 a.m. all the way through to lunchtime. So and how I do you, like, how could someone like myself, like, how do I get started with mobility like where do you even start like i don't even know what to do yeah it's like basically from head to toe you just focus on the joints and yeah. firstly you got to work out where you're sore and then that gives you an answer as to what okay what needs to be focused on but it's just getting mobile and all the joints so you know being able to comfortably sit in a squat and also being able to hang as well from a bar mm. just simple like that can really like just to start with, those are the things that would be really amazing for someone to do. And then also all the isometric exercises, the planking, all of that really like me. It's not like a press up where you're moving. It's like literally mm -hmm. being really strong and stable through your core. Those types of movements and exercises are really going to help someone that hasn't done anything to get results straight away. But yeah, this is such a big subject and it's actually the gym that I'm at in Bali has got a lot of this down packed. I've got incredible trainers that really just. So do you actually more. have, do you have someone training you and helping you with the mobility or are you doing it all on your own? Well, it's a bit of both because I've come from having, being a trainer and sort of eating a bit of humble pie and realizing like, no, the lifting is not the way forward for me in my journey. And I've literally been getting help from world-class. Some of the best movers in the entire world are actually here and I'm learning from the best in the world. So yeah, I'm doing a bunch of classes on mobility. So I'm literally, yesterday I did four hours of spinal prehabilitation, hip mobility, front splits, and what else? I did something, shoulder, shoulder mobility yesterday. So a lot of it is me just learning at the same time. And then because I'm back on social media, I'm actually just wanting to, sort of have an online diary on how to you know whatever I'm doing I'm going to try and teach as much as I can because this is really not something that we teach in the west very much it's not very much looked at until someone gets injured yeah. so I'm all about the prehabilitation side of it like get the body so strong and then if you want to dance you want to 
lift, you want to do whatever you want to do, you can do it at full tilt and not have a problem. But most people, if they go into a lot of these movements and they're going in without a solid foundation, solid structure in the hips and you know range of motion through the spine, it's only a matter of time before an injury comes up. It's just how yeah. it works. Wow. And because a lot of us haven't been taught that at a younger age, we have to do the work to get the body really functional and being able to move in all directions because the muscles, they are designed, our arms designed to go in all directions, not just up and down. And these I joints. Mean, think about the for- bodybuilders that can't even like do this, like, right? They're yeah. so like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and like, I yeah. mean, my like hamstrings are so tight because like I would like do legs like three times a week and just didn't mm. stretch accordingly. And so I have a lot of like issues with like my hips and stuff. So I need to get into like more mobility. Do you think yeah. mobility is the key to like anti-aging too and just like living longer and pain-free? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Is definitely and these not yoga, is, not not yoga. Yoga is actually in a way because what you're doing, but the thing that has to be focused on is the breathing, the breath uh-huh. work, and the muscle contraction. Because there's two ways to get flexible. There's passive flexibility where you just stretch and all the muscles turn off, so you just yeah. sit there. But you've got to be able to be actively mobile, which is being really flexible in a joint. So being able to do the splits, mm-hmm. but then actively hold the muscles and literally be able to walk yourself back into a standing position without having to use your arms and things like that. So I'm still working towards that, but this is where mobility gets the green light for me because it's being flexible, but strong in a flexible position. Hmm. And then you're un, you know, your body is so resilient and, you know, our bodies are resilient regardless, you know, And we just have to give it the right, just like the cell, if we create the right type of demand, the Mm -hmm. cells will adjust and adapt to what we throw at it. And if the workload we give the system is the right type, then uh, the system becomes so resilient, so healthy, and so in balance that we can do whatever we want to do, but do it better. So if we are a dancer or if we are wanting to do CrossFit or if we're wanting to do any type of movement, even bodybuilding, if you're mobile, you're going to be head and shoulders above everyone else because your contraction of your muscles are going to be smooth. And that's Mm -hmm. the problem because most guys, they can't contract their muscle because they're just short all the time. Yeah. And when it's short, it doesn't stretch. And therefore, the range of motion the muscle goes through is just a very small percentage. So you're literally operating at 20 or 30% of what you potentially could be. Because the muscle can't relax and wow. elongate and contract the right way. It's just all in balance. So, and this happens and it's all metaphysical too, because a lot of these injuries that show up in our hips and that, these are all repressed emotions. So, it's all this is where the fasting comes into it as well. So, it's all interconnected. It's really incredible because as I've gone through this myself, I've realized, oh my gosh, as I've unlocked my hips, I've had sometimes I'll finish doing a session and I'll be in tears because of the memory that's come up in the past that I've just literally released and then a gush of energy will come through my spine because I've released something that has been stored in my system my whole life since I was younger because of an accident that happened I fell off you know a bike you know you know was younger and you know things like that just simple things and it's like whoa and I didn't even think it was an issue I didn't even I forgot about it Our bodies, our bodies have memories. Our muscle has memories, and 
it's yep. just it's so interesting i'm learning so much oh my goodness yeah. i love like i could be i could talk Beautiful. to you for like hours i love it like you have so much wisdom and just i love the the changes you've made in your life in the last especially the last seven years it's pretty amazing yeah. to go from like selling everything that you own to being a minimalist and just working yeah. on your own true happiness like i yeah. That is just so enlightening. I just, I'm like, actually, frankly, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous. Like, that's just amazing. Well, I, I feel like I've got a reason to do it because I've got this absolute fire and burning desire to want to help as many people to do the same thing because it's such a different approach, but it's one that's really saved my life, I feel mm. like, because I really, for me, in my journey, I sort of have always asked deeper questions about, why am I here and what am I really standing for? But I think for a lot of people, this fasting to start with and, you know, the movement and everything else that comes with it is so interlinked because when you fast and your energy goes up, you're going to feel like moving your body. And so when you move your body, you start to see, you know, where you're good and where you need work. And yeah, it's so interlinked. But I'm so sort of thankful that my journey's led me to be able to focus on this and, you know, have this is my thing that I'm really not just passionate about, but I have a feeling that I'll be, you know, wanting to give as much of this knowledge that I've accrued over the time from all my mistakes I've made and then show people the mm -hmm. simple things that need to be done for us to get healthy and they don't cost anything. A lot of them are just making good decisions on our body and not overfeeding it and just being really like smart, but in touch with our emotional body and mm -hmm. you know it shows us our body literally intuitively will show us the way if we allow it that's what I i've realized that. so what's yeah. the next step for you are you coaching people like what is the next step with your um, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's such a good question i'm like i've been three years completely off the grid so i think i told you the last time we spoke <laughs> i turned everything off my social media deleted it i was very much ripped the plaster off and now only four weeks ago i've turned it back on and i'm definitely keen to start coaching again and that's all getting developed right now so i'm sort of in a place where i'm like okay right i'm ready to ready to go i'm just still trying to work out which platforms i'm going to be speaking on and I'm absolutely wanting to do more of these podcasts and just if I can help anyone with a light bulb moment on something that, you know, I've managed to go through and hopefully impact someone positively in that way, I'd love to be able to do that. So I can do that through doing more podcasts and mm. definitely coaching is going to be what I get back into. And oh, I love um, that. Not at what capacity, but it's, yeah, definitely calling me back. Sure. We'll definitely keep an eye on you. So I'll definitely post like all your info in the notes section. But where can people find you other than Instagram? Tell us your Instagram handle. Um, my Instagram handle is David Joseph underscore 138. And I'm only on Instagram. It's the one only thing I've turned back on. Like, for instance, someone that's like quite overweight or obese, like you know, they're starting fasting, kind of getting back into losing weight. Can you incorporate like different types of mobility work exercises to help them just kind of get started? Like, is yep. that something? Because that would be really, really helpful for a lot of people that are so morbidly obese or overweight and they can only kind of walk right now. They don't yep. want to do the gym and lifting weights and stuff. 
is that something that a hundred percent this is so this is so needed it's really a case of like seeing what the body can do and working within those ranges so if someone hasn't or isn't able to do a squat there are things where you can literally get your body into a position where you know the point just before someone sits down and gets up and just getting used to you know using the joints in a really conscious way and then it starts from the neck all the way down there are movements that can be done that really open up ranges and Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely so much to talk about with this subject because that's the number one we've got to look after the temple we've got to honor it we've got to only treat it with the best food the best thoughts the best everything and move it like it's an avatar just like a think of it just our bodies like a car we get yes. we get it for 30,000 days. Most people, if they're lucky, they live 30,000 days. And every day is one less. Our currency is our time. And we need to make sure that we honor this temple so much. And we use it and like ourselves. If we don't, you know, put a demand on the cell, it gets weaker. So we have to move. Otherwise, the body's going to go back down to the ground. So, yeah, there's definitely things that can be done. And that's what I'm going to be talking about like all the basic aspects of like mobility is actually so simple and anyone can do it. If you've still got, you know, you can move your arms. If you've still got movement in your arms, you can walk. There are certain things that you can do that's really going to help, but it takes concerted effort and it has to be a habit, a daily habit, you know? So yeah, it's very, very cool because, you know, even if you're someone that has, you know, got 50 pounds that you want to lose, but you can literally still move. You can change every single thing about your body. You can literally return it to everywhere where it was as a teenager. You can really reverse everything. And that's a beautiful thing. Like that's it can awesome. all, and, yeah, you know, we, be. and we also mentioned, I think last time we chatted about like the whole like lymph system, how through mobility and fasting and the way you move your body how that can also, you can cleanse that whole lymphatic system because a lot of people are so congested that they just don't feel good because the whole lymphatic system is just full of junk. Yeah, the lymph system is everything. If the lymph is clogged, then there's big, big problems with the body. And most people, their lymph is just so clogged up Mm -hmm. and the system isn't able to rid the waste. And when there's a buildup, then there's a toxicity overload. So yeah, the lymph is everything. And the best things to really get the lymph moving is just these, you know, simple movements that you can do to get the shake the lymph and get it moving. But fasting is one of the most incredible ways if you're drinking the right type of clean living water that will clean out the lymph and get and usually when your lymph is starting to drain properly, you lose so much inflammation and it looks like fat that you're losing, but it's not you're actually losing a ton of inflammation because all our lymph nodes are in our stomach and our hips, butt, thigh, all around the areas where we bend, our elbows, armpits, everywhere where we bend, there are lymph nodes. And if they get blocked and clogged up, that's where the weight comes on. So mm. we then, and that creates a skin imbalance where you, you know people will have too much water in their skin and that's creating cellulite and other skin concerns mm-hmm. as well. And that can be reversed. It's all reversible. That's the beautiful yeah. thing. And it doesn't take a drug to do it. It's just a concerted mm-hmm. effort, a conscious effort on knowing what you're going to put in your mouth and when you're going to eat as well, like lots of these things. But then doing movement in the morning. I'm a massive believer of when you wake up, you do some form of moving and you find out what you love. But also 
as a duty to our body, focus on the mobility aspect of it. So then you can do whatever you love at a better, you know, better degree. You can do it at full tilt. It's just creating a whole balance. It's like your body, your mind, what you put in your body, what you feed your mind. It's, it yeah. is, it's all interconnected. Like you can't just yeah. have one thing without the other. Like if you're putting crap yeah. in your body, but you're working out, it's eventually it's going to catch, catch up, up to itself. Yeah. It's so true. There are three aspects and three pillars to this. And if someone really wants to, you know, change their entire life, they need to detoxify because every cell eliminates. And if mm. we want cells to live forever and be really strong, the first thing a cell needs is oxygen lots of good living water, nutrients, not food, nutrients, because what people think is food is not even food anymore. So really all like as organic as possible, spray-free, chemical-free, actual food that the stomach can break down. And then every cell actually has to eliminate its own waste. And we eliminate through pure, which is perspiration. We sweat, urine, respiration, lungs, actually a lot of toxicity is taken out of the lungs. Yeah, if you smell someone that's toxic, they their breath will stink. Yes. If they're really stinky, it means there's a real uh, imbalance, a balance, and uh, elimination bowel movements. If the body, yes. if the body becomes toxic, the nerve energy reduces, and when the nerve energy goes down, the first organ to stop working is the colon. And when the colon stops eliminating, then there's a backup. And when there's a backup, it's a, only a matter of time before problems begin. And mm. usually the biggest thing that will kill us is auto intoxication, colon cancers, cancers caused and created mm. because there's an imbalance in the system, you know, and everyone knows mm. that science knows that the most, the causation of a lot of imbalances in the system is due to a lifestyle and an Im- imbalance in the pH. Mm. And if the body slips out of that, that's when the problems begin. But if you nurture, detoxify the system, you get the right nutrition and nutrients into the system and then you move, which is the third aspect, the third pillar, and exercise, even if it's 20 minutes a day and it doesn't have Mm. to be really crazy exercise. In fact, I am not a big fan of overdoing it for the first year or two. You do things that the system can aerobically do. Aerobic exercise is the thing that's going to help someone to lose fat, to increase their metabolic rate, their metabolism. And to get healthy and the mobility training is not even that hard. It's just doing it. You know, a lot of what I'm doing, is just, yeah, it's consistent. It's think, every yeah. single day. It's a habit. Oh. It has to be ingrained into who you are. And we have to treat our body like a car. If we don't service our car, mm-hmm. one day it's going to break down. And you yeah. can't, even if Ferrari, if you don't service it every 10,000 miles or whatever it is, I don't know. Absolutely. It's oh, going to break. so good. I love this. This is yeah. so good. You're making me get into mobility and like, Ooh. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. David. Yeah. And there's Joseph, so much. David Joseph. There's, yeah. So there's so, there's, there is so much information out there that is really good where you can start. But actually just talking to you, I'm starting to go, well, actually, this is what people need. And I want to give yes. what people And it's mobility. Like I'm seeing it now. And yeah. I love like my own training, but it's all revolving around all the mobility of the spine, yes. the hips, the shoulders, the neck, the elbows, wrists, ankles. Yeah, you know, and the ankles that's the missing key. The missing key right there with fasting and yep. the proper diet that feels good for your body. And so true. Yeah. Question: yeah. Do you have any? I mean, before you start your morning workouts and your mobility, do you have any specific morning routine that you follow when you wake up? Like, oh you know, yeah, 
even when I travel, I never don't journal. And if I do, it's because I'm really out of whack, like something's going on. But I usually will sit down, consciously breathe. It's not like a thing that I sit down in a meditative position. I just sit at a desk mm-hmm. how I am and just breathe. And then I'll get the book out. Now I've got a book and I write. I just start writing. I'm a massive Jur- believer. You journal? Is that journal? I journal and I do a lot of I am statements because I am is the, for me, the two most powerful words in the English language because whatever we say after I am is who we are, yeah. whether good or bad. So, so is that I, every morning or also at night? Do you journal in the morning and at night or just mostly morning. in the morning? Me, I do it once a day and then if I had time, I'd do it at night too, but I'm researching other things as well and that's happening at night at the moment, but absolutely the more the better. But if you can ingrain that into your daily routine, it actually becomes in, you know uploaded into your subconscious. So you just do it without thinking about it. And it is so incredible to get you manifesting again and getting out of the you know reptilian brain and into the front prefrontal cortex. And that's mm. where we become very good at manifesting things. We are happy. We become a happier version of ourselves. And for me, when I'm doing that, I'm at my best. And so that's one thing so, that I do, like a ritual. I No matter what's going on, I'll go down. Sometimes I'll have a coffee and do it. Other times I'll just go somewhere where I'm, you know, just in a random cafe or and just start writing. And even if it's for three or four minutes, it's not for long, I just do it. Because then what I do is I see what I've written the day before and it pre-frames mm-hmm. what I, my do goal you reread? Is. Do you reread the previous day or you just like, I am amazing? Or like, what are you like? Do you just like, just manifest who you are at the moment or who you want to be? Or do you also journal like, okay. Both. It's it's a case of like writing down what I want to stand for, who I am, even if I don't believe it. Affirmations, your affirmations. Yeah. Because you have to regardless of whether you believe it or not you've got to go through that and it's if there's a deeper thing that's calling you to want to be more you know time free or more energetic or just be more happy around the people that Mm. you love you've got to write those things down even if you don't believe it because what happens is the prefrontal will take it and go well actually it's the commands because what you're saying when you write i am your brain will have no choice Mm. but to try and search for that and seek it no matter what So that's why it's important when we, you know, accessing consciousness is all in our question too. So it's not just I am that I write. I will also ask really very, very deliberate questions. So this morning I wrote, because I've got a few questions that I want to know about what my timeline, you know, I'm not here for, I'm probably going to be here for another six weeks and I go back to New Zealand. And then after that, I'm sort of like a free spirit, to be honest, but I've got questions around that. So I'm asking, what's my next right move? That's a question because then Mm. your brain has no choice but to go, well, what is my next right move? And so we'll go out and seek these things and then all the synchronicities will come about Mm. to answer the question later on in the day. For me, that's what happens. And then other questions I like to ask is, what's the deeper meaning this is trying to teach me? What's the deeper meaning to this? Instead of what most people do is say, why the heck did this happen to me? Or why, why is that happening? And that's unfortunately not the right one because the question is where it's going to unlock so much of the deeper mm. aspects of us. And the question is so important. Like for me, it's yes. really 
very, 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 very important. I love that you mentioned that, like asking the right types of questions is so important because our mind hears, like if you say, why am I fat? Why can't I lose weight? Well, you're not going to lose weight. And if you ask, like, how can I make today the best day and how can I contribute to my well-being today? Your, your, yeah, your life, your day is going to give you the answers. But if you ask the wrong questions, like, why can't I stick to my diet? Well, you're not going Mm -hmm. to because you can't stick to your diet. You you got the keys to health and longevity and anti-aging. And I look forward to you sharing all this stuff because it's so, it's just so important in this world of just obesity and unhealthy people, 70 to 75% of US people are overweight, obese. Like we are in a crisis and there's nothing being done about it. That's why I have such a fire in my soul to be able to do everything I can to help people to like just disengage from a lot of stuff that we think we need to do eh? and and do the things that are important and we've got to be healthy because if we're not it's the only thing we're ever going to want and that's unfortunately what people are chasing are things that don't really matter Mm. and then they lose their health and spend the rest of their life trying to get it back at huge cost (laughs) health is the health is the only wealth some people say health is the new wealth no health is the original wealth there was nothing ever more important than health back then health. and now and more importantly now with you know everything else going on in the world yeah it's yeah. so true Monica. and like i'm like i'm totally keen to chat anytime like if this message reaches someone and helps them with something they've been struggling with then i'm happy that's the goal now so yeah, oh, I'm, it, really I'm sure it will because it inspired me. It made me kind of think of all the other things that I'm maybe like having connected yeah, yeah. with. And I journal too, but like maybe not enough. Like I need to like be consistent every morning and actually do the affirmations because that is so important. Like it's all yeah. interconnected. And so yeah, true. I That's love it. I love it. <laughs> drive it deeply into the unconscious because mm. the unconscious, all the answers come mm-hmm. up. All the stuff, all the stuff will come to the surface, but it gets dealt with and you start to evolve and you get better because the problems are always going to come. We just get better at handling them. And as we become more conscious, we just are really strong and going, oh, there's something that I need to look at or could be a food that you know is not good for you. And it just will keep coming back into your life soul, maybe through friends or through somewhere else. And, you know, little things like that start to, get ironed out and you just start to get better you just really you know get much stronger at your processes and yeah no i love it i love it but yeah there's so much more i could share i really i was enjoying the conversation too monica so it's totally totally cool to do this anytime thank you thank you so much i know you have to go and train and do your mobility so record some good mobility workouts so I look forward to sharing this podcast. I loved it. I learned so much, so much new stuff, different perspectives. I love what you're doing with your love life it. and just the honesty and how, you know, how much you've grown and just, it's beautiful. I wish we all were more like you. <laughs> I wish I was more uh, like you. I think it's just incredible to do that, honestly, to be this brave. Wow. Thanks so much. Yeah. It's honestly like, it's got me to, know that i'm just a student as well like we're all just students and 
yeah. the student movement of fasting. And I think as you start to learn, you start realizing, well, that's the only goal. It's just we're learning. It's, we're all students here. And, yeah, I think, like, yeah, being a messenger of fasting, it's so funny because it starts as food. <laughs> but, like, as our conversation has gone, it's yes. like we've talked about so many other things. So very oh. cool. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. And I love that you're into the stuff and I look forward to more conversations. Go get Definitely. your workout done. I, I look will. forward to our next talk. And yes, thank you so much for your time, David Joseph. And I will link thank all you. your info in the notes section. And yes, yeah. if anyone wants to reach me, yeah, just at the moment, Instagram, and then I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Yeah.